Welcome to Awaken the Sleeping Lions, the podcast for revolutionary men. I am your host, Silver Storic. The world is ready to hear you roar. Let's set the world on fire. Welcome, brothers, to another episode of Awaken the Sleeping Lions. I have the great privilege to be joined today by Jacques Martiquet, le parti scientiste. C'est moi. <laughs> Welcome, brother. How are you? Ah, oh, Silver. Uh, yeah, I'm really happy to be here and really happy to, to share some of the insights and some of the fuck-ups on my journey of uh, discovering my feminine, discovering my masculine. And um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to connect with people like you. So uh, I'm happy to, to be on this call with you. <laughs> thank you for being here. And for all the brothers listening, thank you for being here. Thank you for taking this time out of your busy schedules to tune into this high vibrational conversation with Jacques and myself. I'm so looking forward to diving in with Jacques because ever since I first met you, Jacques, you've just exuded this, this presence, this vibrance and vitality and aliveness. And it's just sprinkled with so much fun and play and joy and you're up to incredible things in the world with your with your league and community building just give us give us a quick a quick bit of context for our listeners yeah. before we dive in yeah well i think it's mysterious that you'd use vitality and vibrancy and and all these v words because i'm a big fan of v's and i'll just I would love to share the five V's of my life philosophy <laughs> because, because you invited me. So you mentioned, you mentioned two, right? Like vitality, focusing on our, our physical, mental, and social well-being, like really focusing on our, our performance, our body's performance. And then you also mentioned vibrancy, which is like positive play, positivity, play, fun, right? Like this lightness, this joy that I want to bring to other people. And I, I bring that to other people through, through dance, through music, through improv. And then there's three others. Vibe is all about taking responsibility for the vibe that you give to others. Um, so your that. emotional vibe and t taking responsibility for that. And then there's vulnerability, and often we, you know, vulnerability has this rep, rep, this reputation of being very sad and like uncomfortable emotion and like crying. But I believe that uh, another powerful form of vulnerability is actually uh, playfulness and goofiness. And in both cases, vulnerability can ignite a sense of fun and belonging for others. You can't expect to build a community where people feel like they belong if you're not vulnerable yourself. Like if you're the leader and you're not vulnerable, like people are, are not going to follow that. And then finally, venture. 
venture is all about seeking the thrill, um, taking calculated risks, and creating new experiences, igniting new experiences. So uh, yeah, those are my five V's <laughs> and they're on my desktop. <laughs> what a great way to start with the five yeah. V's. The five V's. So, yeah. Did, was there one that resonated with you in particular? Vibe. Mm. Yeah. When, when you, when you said vibe in the middle there, Jacques, I, I just, I could, I could feel the vibration of that, that word and the resonance yeah. of vibe and, and as you described it, it's it's so it's so important yet so overlooked, right? The vibe yeah. that we are exuding, and and that's that's yeah. what I always get from you is this this joyful, vibrant vibe. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. why I'm so so magnetized towards your your energy. I I love I love this and. Um, you know, when we're talking about leadership and we're talking about facilitating groups and we're talking about leading positive, just, just like having positive social or professional interactions with people like vibe, vibe is it. Like we are emotional. There are emotional highways in between all of us and they're invisible and they have to do with like the heart's magnetic field and whatever. Right. Um, but just the power of being in a relaxed and joyful vibe when you're around others, like that has, that has this, uh, a massive impact on the quality of our social interactions. And I'm sure a lot of men listening, you know, are, are leaders in their own way. And you, you may lead groups or you may aspire to lead groups. And we've all had this experience of being in a group and looking to like the facilitator or looking to the host for cues. And like, you could tell they're like anxious or uncomfortable and how that just messes like the entire room up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the other piece is ownership, right? And like owning in, in every conflict, in every um, interpersonal conflict, um, in every professional blunder, uh, taking this view, right? Like, well, how, what did I do? This is a great question that I ask myself. What did I do to contribute to this mm. there's always going to be something you can identify even even when you've been completely wronged and, and objectively you have been wronged there's always something that you contributed um so yeah such a great question because what it instantly does is it brings us into into personal responsibility for for our experience yeah. and and it and as as we do that, it really softens the the blame, which can affect our vibe. If we're blaming and projecting onto someone else, if we ask that question, yeah. which is how did I contribute to that situation, then we reclaim our power and our vibe, and we can yeah. keep our vibe whole and resonating. Mm. 
I love this so much, right? Like there's blame distribution and then there's blame, blame absorption. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really interesting because I, I see a lot of people, their vibe is actually improved by blaming others because they have no self-compassion. And so I think that when we are, um, cause ownership is like, we're kind of blaming ourselves a little, I guess blames kind of an interesting word, but, uh, what I'm thinking about is just the importance of self-compassion when we do own up and we do admit like, wow, I really fucked up here. Um, how can, how can I have, um, empowering self-talk? How can I celebrate my fuck ups so that when I absorb blame and I find the ways that I can be a better human, how can I actually improve my vibe? How can I celebrate that? And I think a, a lot of people and me included, like I've had such high standards for myself that, uh, a lot of times I've absorbed blame and it's made me sad and it's made me paralyzed and like I've I've sulked over it, you know? Yeah, that's one I can resonate with as well. And, and the more we do that to ourselves, the lower our self-esteem becomes. Yeah, you know, what I get from what you just shared, Jack, is when we really own our shit, which is yeah. what it comes down to, then we can just get over it and get get back on with it as opposed to constantly yeah. just, you know, having our self-esteem lower and lower and lower because then it's, well, it's a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a dark rabbit hole, which gets harder and harder to get out of it. The deeper we go down. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's so interesting that you bring in to this conversation, self-esteem. Um, because I think a lot of people, they, they blame themselves for everything. And their self-talk is, I am to blame. It's my fault that my dad died. Like, that's the extreme version. Like, and, and my dad's still living. But, like, that, that's, that extreme, that's, that's not blame anymore. That's shaming yourself. Um, and when we shame ourselves because we made a mistake, that, that shame destroys our self-esteem and prevents us from being our courageous lions. And so monitoring the inner dialogue, well, am I owning my shit in an empowering way where I am making progress and I'm gaining momentum and changing my patterns or Am I owning up to this in a way that I'm experiencing shame? I think that's a huge question to ask ourselves. It definitely is because shame is a hungry beast. Once you start feeding it, it gets yeah. incredibly ravenous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do we stop feeding the ravenous beast of shame jack and how uh, do we, how do we feed the jovial flamboyant extravagant beast of <laughs> joy and vibrance and all yeah. of the v's the v's baby the v's i i love this question man 
and you know, I'm, I'm thinking about how all of our behavior is determined by social norms and, and like this, this, we are hardwired to adopt the behaviors of those people in our peer group, the people to whom we want to belong. And so what's immediately coming to mind is the importance of the peer group and engineering your peer group such that they call you out when they see you shaming yourself and they bring more of that unconscious, shameful self-talk to the surface and they don't tolerate it. Um, Like that's who I want to be around. Like I don't want to be around people who just accept that I'm complaining and disempowering myself and, and, and making excuses using the word cannot uh, using, you know, like um, I'll never be that way. I'm always this way. I can't do that. I, you know, I want to be around people who really like eject me out of that self-talk. And then the second piece is, is self-examination. Like self-examination. We, we just need to continually wake up from these mental processes of, of shame. And we need to rewire our brain through mindfulness and, and not, not meditation. Like, no, I believe in actually applying mindfulness in, in a moment to moment, not, not just when you meditate, right? <laughs> like, oh, I'm practicing mindfulness. Like I meditate every day. No, you're not practicing mindfulness because I see you on your phone while we're trying to have a conversation. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's such a great point you bring up. I'll, I'll touch the first one. Yeah. The peer group is so, so important. And someone that calls you out on your, on your shame, or if you're heading down the rabbit hole, you know, for, for too long, not bypassing your experience, but just, Hey, you know, here's my hand. Let's get, let's get out of the rabbit hole right now. And what came up when you shared that Jack was also having a peer group that just allows you to be crazy as fuck, you know, wild, (laughs) what, extravagant what whatever lights you up and and creative and unhinged unleashed unstoppable and fun and playful yeah i mean all of what you just said are acts of courage that benefit a lot of people benefit the communities uh that we participate in and i i really um I really love this kind of uh, phrase, having the courage to be disliked. And I think that when we are crazy, we polarize people and some people dislike us. And that's really painful for us. But ultimately, it's like a very low proportion of people. Um, so, uh, so yeah, celebrating, celebrating that that crazy expression that we have inside us, man, like this expression, like, fuck, like we're always just, I mean, I I just meet so many people who are just monotone and they don't use their eyes and they don't use their hands and they seem kind of 
like they need to be resuscitated and that's you know where i come in and i'm like let's do the thriller dance everybody put your hands up i'm gonna dance like an idiot first so you feel safe you know (laughs) (laughs) well that that's it and and you you really celebrate your craziness at every opportunity and and one of the ways you do that is you you go first being the first one of the core tenets of my life yeah which which takes courage to to go first and be the be the crazy one be the the fool in other people's eyes but i've I've seen some of the the videos of you and you're literally standing on your boombox and (laughs) doing doing like a flash mob dance and 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 you know within a few minutes you've got all these people around <laughs> you and a few people dancing a few people observing and then you then you get them all moving together and yeah i just i just love what you're what you're bringing to the world so yeah yeah for the guys that are listening who have this this craziness and this wildness bottled up inside them how would you coax that out of them? How would you encourage them to just really be unleashed? Mm, wow. I love, love that question, man. Oh, I mean, like, okay. So, um, we, we need to, we need to train it and we need to expose ourselves to, to, um, social situations where and I, I think we need to talk about this in the context of like social situations because the reason why we're not expressing ourselves in a in a crazy way is because we're afraid of being ostracized we're we're afraid of being regarded as crazy and we're afraid of the social consequences uh, of that i i think like that is a evidence based and and there may be others um so I'll first tell you a story about like what I used to do before COVID. So, um, I would, I would get home from beach lifeguarding and I love beach lifeguarding. It was so fun. I would get home and then I would like decide that I would go out alone with no friends and see if I could start a beach party. And I remember this one time I was so tired and I was in kits and I was sitting just pondering on whether I should go to the beach and try to start a party. And I ended up biking all the way to Kitts Beach and I was extremely uncomfortable. My heart was heart rate was just beating out of my chest. And um, I... Uh, I like sat there hidden underneath one of the logs for like 10 minutes with my music cued, my boombox was set up, my microphone was on. And I was just like, I feel it. I feel it right now. As I say it, like I was just in this, this nervous excitement. Right. But this discomfort as well. And you know, eventually I have the courage to press play and it's a sing-along and people start singing. And then gradually I escalate. One of my principles of leadership is escalating engagement. So asking for baby steps from participants. Um, And I, I think that's applicable to your question here. Like, well, let's just take baby steps. Maybe, maybe in the next social interaction you have with someone, 
be so engaged and absorbed in the interaction and and see what comes up in your body because the, the these one-on-one connections like even just like more smiling in an interaction is a step toward being radically expressive through public and getting all generations to parade through the streets with you during covid right like we did that at new year's eve so I get this group of people dancing with me and uh, I'm basically high for like a week afterward because uh, I, I embrace the discomfort. I push through it and, you know, 20 people were talking, wanting, wanting my attention after the party was over. Right. So, so there's a few themes here and then I want to hear your input silver. Cause this is a juicy question. Um, I mean, I think that um, we can we can begin this process of basically cracking our shells of of seriousness and embracing more of this expression. We can begin that process on a one to one level, and really just practicing more excitement and empathy with our in our one on one connections. Um, and then as we kind of level up, we can evolve to more like group interactions and we can start perhaps leading a cheer or, um, leading a group exercise, uh, or, or doing something in front of a group, like, like discomfort training, right? This is so Mm -hmm. well known and you know, self-development, discomfort training, like go lie down in a Starbucks for 15 seconds. You know what I mean? (laughs) And, and the last idea is just like, we need to just, we just need to, um, we need to take action. Like we need to take action and by whatever means you're able to take action and express yourself in, in like a social context, and, and remind yourself that there's this opportunity for, for magical moments that most people just are afraid of creating. The more that we can expose ourselves to that fear and overcome that fear, the better. And so just accepting more opportunities to, to like, um, lead groups and, uh, get excited. So, Yeah. Those are, those are a few ramblings. Escalating engagement. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> I, I love how you just escalated engagement from the, from the smallest thing, just smiling more and having our eyes more open and just being more engaged and listening 100% with who we're connecting with all the way totally. to flash mobs, creating wild, spontaneous events. Sensual lap dances. <laughs> In Starbucks or at the bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> Just be careful with that one, guys. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it reminds me of of when I I met a guy called Mister Hugs. I, I don't know if you know Mister Hugs, but you you probably do, knowing you. And and we went out and and just did a flash mob of free hugs. Like I think it was a couple of months ago, you know, with with COVID still full in effect and it was like you know 
wow, this is edgy, you know? And and it was it was so great to to feel to feel rejected, to feel um weird and crazy and 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 wild and against the norm, but also to have people just say, Oh my god, I needed that. Mm. Or you've made my day. And you know, these are people that haven't had hugs in months or if not years. And there was people with masks hugging us, without masks, vaccinated, unvaccinated, and really to have that access and to and to give that gift to people and see their faces light up and and thank us was you know we have no idea what we can add to someone's life just by being a bit outrageous and a bit crazy and against the norm. Oh, this is resonating with me so much. Um, yeah, one, the, the more that we celebrate human expression, the more people are going to become fully expressed. And so maybe we can switch, like we can answer your question in a completely different way where, well, like, if you want to become more crazily expressed, maybe just celebrate more people's expression and then they're going to become more fully expressed and it's going to be this rebounding effect where you become more fully expressed. And so when we give permission like that um, for people to hug and for people to do something against the norm, um, that that really can effect like i think there's very few places where where like expression is is really really celebrated and i i just i just want to give people more skills so that when they have a social interaction the person leaves with so much joy and and so much like acceptance for themselves that they can just distribute to everyone else in their lives, right? Like that's that's how we want to exist in this world. We want to exist in a state of being of open-heartedness. We want to witness, hear, and see people so vividly that they feel fucking fired up and empowered when they leave, you know, a, a five-minute interaction with us, you know? So I dig it. I wish I was there, man. Yeah, I'm into edgy, edgy flash mobs during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get together and do some more in Vancouver. I'm so so down with that. <laughs> and 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 really, guys, you know this this comes down to to your your peer group and and as as Jacques says, that's that's where it can become contagious. You know, giving each other yeah. permission to be a bit crazy and a bit wild and organizing something fun and random to to do even if you're just like doing cartwheels in the park you know it's it's so fun or doing forward rolls or or dancing you know take your boombox out and just just take a few friends and dance on the beach or streak through the city or whatever just, that just is kidding. that's the sort of thing i would do <laughs> well mainly in nature you know Anyway. You know, what's, what's coming to mind as you give all these examples is uh, this event that we did uh, before COVID. It was called the Undie Run. 
<laughs> and we started at English Bay and it was always gay pride. Yeah. And I think um there's there's a lot to discuss around a lot of men's relationship with vibrancy and flamboyancy and and how I think a lot of men who are not um working on themselves uh they kind of associate flamboyancy and uh, vibrancy as feminine, you know, unattractive traits, right? But uh, one thing that I've learned hanging out in uh, just like doing work for the Vancouver Pride Society and running this undie run is like, holy crap, when you get men like wearing fancy outfits and just dancing and like expressing themselves and like, sure, some of them are straight, some of them are, you know, non-binary or whatever, like, but man, those are the best times ever. <laughs> oh my God, so, that sounds so fun. Yeah, the undie run, yeah, the undie run's definitely a test uh, for for someone's crazy expression. So when it happens, we can all train. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it is, right? It's, it's, it's training those courage and crazy muscles and, and having fun doing it, you know, as, as Jack's saying and sharing with you guys, it's, it's really just pushing our edge a little bit to to be more exuberant and exuding a a positive energy and a playful energy and yeah sharing that fun and expression yeah. with people because it's so con contagious you just watch people's faces light up yeah. just even when you give them a big a big smile or a hug or you know whatever is appropriate but What's yeah. coming through, Jack? And I know you've got a hard stop, so I want to be respectful of your time. But what's coming through is that this energy really comes from the heart. And I'd like you to stack on that and give your close, closing note. So, yeah, there's, there's three things I want to say. Um, so the first thing is the whole point of my self-discipline, of my journaling practice, of my self-examination. The whole point is to exist more often in a state of joy. Like, I, I'm, I'm convinced that if I'm not having more fun and being more joyful, I, I'm just, why am I doing all this work on myself? Like, so I, I think we we really need to realize like if you're getting more serious as a result of your spiritual practice, like maybe, maybe it's time to reevaluate like the, the progress that you're making. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is building off what you've said. I, I, I love the analogy of the heart. And for me, there's two concepts that are related to this, this heart and it's intrapersonal safety and the state of our nervous system. Okay. And so when we feel really safe, um, in ourselves and we, we, we are okay with social rejection and we're capable of reframing failure and we've overcome perfectionism, right? Like I, I talk about like 
the big three things that we need to overcome. We need to overcome, um, you know, fear of discomfort, fear of social conditioning, and fear of failure. So, uh, perfectionism, essentially. And so, it's twofold, right? Like, we need to upgrade our mindset such that we feel safe in our bodies to take risks. And the second part is simply, well, is our nervous system um, untriggered? Is our nervous system in a pro-social state? And when we are in a pro-social state, in other words, we're not stressed, we're not sleep-deprived, we're not malnourished, we're not thinking about something that's going to kill us, when we are in that pro-social state, that's when we can be authentic. That's when we can practice embodiment. That's when we can feel empathy when we're connecting with other people. And so, you know, that's, that's how I see, you know, living in the heart is about managing our state, our nervous system state, and um, maintaining with cognitive habits and journaling, maintaining a sense of interpersonal safety um, so that we can get into that state of open-heartedness. Blah, 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 party science theories all day long. (laughs) It's It's so relevant though, you know, I'm so happy that you mentioned embodiment because yeah that's that's where the aliveness is and that's where the vitality and the and the vibrance and the and the vibe and all of the five v's exist when we are embodied and if we're if we're falling down that rabbit hole guys into that low density that low vibration the heaviness of all the shit that's going on and everything that's going wrong and everything we don't agree with and everything that's fucked up in the world and all the people who are running the world who are screwing it up and people who don't believe in what we believe oh my god it's so fucking heavy but what what jack is really exuding is that you can change that instantly to vibrance and aliveness and 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 joy and that that can come through your body with with that crazy expression and yeah it's 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 all right there and when we access joy and connection and community then we we raise our vibration out of that low density Everything becomes lighter. Everything can become a bit more playful. Suddenly we're optimistic. Suddenly we see the opportunities that are right in front of us. You know, I mean, so many incredible things happened out of the the last global fuck up back in 2008, 2009, when the banking system failed. We probably wouldn't have had cryptocurrency, for example, in the blockchain. We wouldn't have had the sharing economy with, with Airbnb and Uber and everything that, that grew out of that. So, you know, what can we grow out of this experience? Yeah. All right. What can we grow 
out of this experience the endless possibilities of of life and human connection and um i'm sure we could go on for quite a long time a few hours but maybe at least. <laughs> we, we will have a part two and maybe we can record it while we're in public expressing ourselves radically yes i love that you mentioned radically it's one of my favorite words <laughs> yeah what what can i do that's radical today mm. that's what we want to leave you with what can i do that's radical today that can bring me into more love more presence more connection and more community namaste namaste brother thank you for joining us we definitely have to do a part two <laughs> yeah and thank you to all the brothers for tuning in and yeah if this resonates with your heart and soul you know share this with your community share this with your tribe and your brothers let's let's get all all the men on this incredible planet juiced up and <laughs> empowered so that they can share their craziness and their wildness and their their self-expression and their vibrance and their vitality in a healthy way and light up this world let's light up this world guys i truly believe it's up to men to turn this around women have been leading the way for so long they're just like guys hurry the fuck up where are you come on join us let's do this let's let's change the world and that is the reason why we do this podcast awaken the sleeping lions we love you Woo! thank you brother for tuning into this episode be sure to look out for the next one share this with every single brother out there it's time to find your tribe if you need anything just reach out and i will be there let's stay connected it's time to awaken the sleeping lions. I love you. <laughs>